My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are, are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to Hype Episode 6. And in this bonus Hype episode, we are going to be discussing the brand new movie, Brightburn. Yes. That James Gunn produced, who did Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's kind of interesting to bring in that superhero mm-hmm. movie background to this super villain. And it yes. also starred Elizabeth Banks and had a pretty solid cast. Yeah, they did. It was good. This was scary because even in the trailers, you can tell it's literally like, what if the invincible, all-powerful Superman was evil? Yes. And that's exactly what this movie does. And it, it answers that question. And it takes us through if he had come to Earth as a child and figured out he had all these powers if he decided to turn against humanity. And I really enjoyed this movie. I really liked it. I kept making comparisons to anybody who has watched Smallville. Yeah. The show about Superman and how it was basically Smallville was like nurture. Yeah. And then Brightburn is nature. Mm -hmm. So is he going to be evil just because he's going to be evil? Because they had the same great parents who were there for them and everything. And one was good and one was bad. Yeah. Which is also where the name Brightburn comes from, just like Smallville is. It's the town that he comes to. Yep. Which was really cool. And it is in Brightburn, Kansas. So in 2006, you've got this couple, Tori and Kyle Breyer. So this is Elizabeth Banks and David Denman. And they're just a couple out in, like we said, Brightburn, Kansas. It's this very rural farming community, very small. You open on this scene of them basically about to have sex, but it's not just, like, not that they're not enjoying it, but you also see, I mean, tons of, like, fertility Mm -hmm. pregnancy books. So you can see that they've been trying for a long time and have not had success in getting pregnant. So she is desperate for a baby. And that's the first conversation they have. So one night, a spaceship falls basically into their yard, and of course, it has a baby inside. Mm-hmm. And so she takes the baby and names it Brandon. So I have a quick question. The government just like is like, yeah, you can have it. It landed in your yard. It doesn't have to go through like agencies. I always wondered or... that too. Like watching Smallville, even yeah. you're like, how? How did they do all that? It landed in my yard. Keepsies. It's on my property. It's my baby now. I guarantee you, once you start putting him into school, they're going to need some sort of papers. Exactly. What the hell? Uh, so I'm wondering if they, like, went through something. I do to, remember uh, in Smallville, Lex Luthor's father being all sketchy helped mm-hmm. them out with those. So maybe they had some sketchy dude that helped them. Maybe. Or maybe people were like, eh, they tried so hard. <laughs> Just let them have it. It's okay Whatever. if they stole it from someone. So yep. right. And the child's name is Brandon. And then it shows, it, there's this montage of, like, him growing up, and it's, like, uh, you know, home movies and things mm-hmm. like that. And then it cuts to him basically turning 12. as this kind of, he's hitting almost puberty age, and shit starts happening. And really, up until he turns 12, he's been, like, this perfect yeah. child. He is a super genius. He's sweet and kind. He's best friends with his mom. And why does every horror movie, not every, I say that like that, but <laughs> a lot of them have, like, these, like, whistle scenes. What they, I loved is it was, like, you have Effie, and yeah. it's, like, Hunger Games whistling. I'm yeah. like, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they play this, like, hide-and-seek game, and one of them goes, <laughs> and the other goes, <laughs> or whatever, mm-hmm. and... Of course, I was like, oh, that's going to come back later and be terrifying. And it does. <sighs> and it's just interesting because, like, in The Conjuring, they have the clap. And then somehow they have the whistle. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. It's, I'm never doing that with my kids. We're just going <laughs> to play the regular old hide and seek where you don't talk. You just hide. And then 
right before he turns 12, he starts to hear these strange voices mm-hmm. in his head and in his sleep and in this weird language. And the first real instance you get of him figuring out that he has superhuman strength is his dad tells him that he needs to mow the lawn. And he starts, he can't get the lawnmower started, so he gets impatient and he basically throws it across the yard. I don't know who can get fucking lawnmower started. Dude. I do that thing over and over and I'm going, Connor, please help. Uh, yeah, it took Brad forever when we when Dude. the snow and the rain finally stopped to get that shit going. <laughs> and then he walks over to where he threw the lawnmower and he sticks his hand. This is in the trailer. And he sticks his hand in the blade and stops it and it actually bends on his hand. So he's like, what the fuck? That's a little intense to figure out if you're invincible. Yeah. A fucking lawnmower. Yeah, definitely. That's And that's like... That's real risky. Yeah, man. That thing's either going to chop your hand off or you, you have superhuman strength. And for most people, immediately they're like, oh, it's going to chop my hand off. Exactly. But this voice or whatever basically is telling him yeah, to do it. Yeah, keeps like controlling him. Yeah, exactly. Or at least persuading him. Mm-hmm. So that same night, he sleepwalks to the barn, which his parents don't want him to go into the barn. They say it's because there's like nails and loose wood and things like that mm-hmm. but you there's really just stuff in there they're trying to hide and whatever this voice is draws him to the barn and like i said he's essentially sleepwalking he's not really at first when this all starts happening he's not really super conscious of what's happening to him he's like you said being controlled yeah. by this and he seems really scared like when he wakes ex- up and stuff exactly and there's this basically trap door that's chained and locked and he's just on top of it like over and over trying to pull it open yeah and it's just banging and banging and banging and his mother is looking for him and finds him out in the barn and walks up behind him while he's trying to get this thing open and then she wakes him up and he is really confused and freaked out and doesn't know why he's out there Mm-hmm. And then as this progresses, he goes from this beautiful, perfect child to he starts talking back like he's just yeah, this and then weird he gets creepy. He gets real creepy and he's really disrespectful towards his parents. And I hated this scene so much. So Brandon's dad, Kyle, is a little more weary of him as he starts developing these weird yeah. things because he's kind of of the mindset in the whole movie we've raised this child but we have no idea where he came from or who he is right like most people when a spaceship i mean honestly if a spaceship crashed in my yard and there was a baby inside my first thought wouldn't be like i need to raise it and protect i'd be like call fucking nasa because <laughs> this is some alien shit and i'm not getting into this like right. somebody needs to take this child because it's poor and helpless but it's not going to be me because i'm not equipped to handle whatever just crashed into my yard right call the government they can take it whatever which is probably bad because they'll probably just experiment with it but that then shit like this happens exactly and brandon notices one morning oh okay you know i have a thing with teeth yeah anything about teeth <laughs> I don't um, have a thing with teeth, and this one bothered me. If so anybody bad. likes gore, but you also like a story, go see this fucking movie. Yeah. It is so good. The yeah. gore isn't distasteful either. It, like, no, no, makes no. sense. Yeah. Oh, but it was brutal. Some oh, of it was so God, brutal. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there in a minute of uh, what I thought was the most brutal, but... Okay. Uh, but you hear this, like... Oh, God. I can't even tell. You hear this, like, metallic grinding. Oh, God. Yeah. 
and it's him chewing on a fork and bending and the it palms. takes a while like you hear that and sound so, for a long time oh my god and so like have, if you've ever like bitten down on a fork and gotten that metallic like and then it just makes sting, you shudder yeah i don't really know what that is but oh my god and just or if you've ever accidentally bitten down on foil that stomp mm, yes exactly oh my god. <laughs> it was bad that bothered me more than all the gore in this movie <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, but Brandon's like, the fuck? Because he's like, he's Brandon. freaked out Brandon, when he sees it. Yeah, as he should be. Because I feel like my kid is fucked up. And then Tori is like in his room and she finds these like weird drawings in his notebook and then also these weird printouts of like, you see women in like yeah, Victoria's like Secret ads, but so then bad, you see right? like pictures of organs like, yeah, no. and like, shit that's inside the body i would turn him in i would be like he's got fucked up he's either gonna be a real good doctor or a real good serial killer him to a psychologist yeah right now. yep so they decide that they're gonna go camping as a family and they need to give brandon the talk while they're out there and so kyle is giving brandon the talk while they're like out hunting and yeah. waiting for a deer and he's like it's he basically is like it's okay if you masturbate. It's totally fine. <laughs> and Brandon is like, what? Like, play with what? And he's like, yeah. play with it. And he's like, play with what? And he's, he's like, your penis. <laughs> it's so <laughs> awkward. But I'm sure pretty real, like, yeah. as far as talking to a kid. But There yeah. are a bunch of things in this where it is, it's real. Like, this yeah. is how people would actually react. Yeah. And it's so funny, but so awkward. And then he's like, you know, if you just whip it out every now and then and play with it. And he's like. Like, right now? And, like, and Kyle's like, right no. <laughs> so in an earlier scene, you see that Brandon is answering a question in class, and he's giving the teacher a lot more information than she probably even knew about right. the subject. And they're talking about, like, bees versus wasps or something like that. And he gets made fun of for knowing so much about it. And so this girl turns around, and she's like, it's okay. Smart guys rule the world eventually or whatever. So mm -hmm. she's being nice to him. And so he's like, wow, I like you. So the night that they talked to him about girls and puberty, Brandon, like, they're, like, 30 miles away camping. Mm -hmm. And Brandon goes to the house of his classmate, Caitlin, which is the one that was nice to him. And he's staring at her through her window until she basically, like, her laptop keeps coming up and it keeps playing this one song. He's being, like, a creepy... Mm -hmm. Even after she closes it, it keeps opening and playing the song mm -hmm. again. And so she's getting really freaked out. And then she sees... Brandon standing basically behind her curtains and then she yells for her mom and her mom comes in and of course he's gone he gets so creepy possessive so fast yeah and he leaves you know but she's like it was Brandon Breyer like mm -hmm. that was Brandon Breyer I don't know like that's very specific so either your kid's imagining that or this creepy kid was actually right in, in her room yeah. and that's scary even for a 12 year old kid like you don't know what stuff they're seeing or watching or you know exactly. think is okay so the next night they get home something else really weird happens kyle is in the barn and he hears the chickens starting to scream this was the all worst of part. these scenes are pretty drawn out but not in like a yeah. okay oh my god this is taking forever way but in like a eerie like oh my god i want this to be over because it's so yes yeah. scary or creepy or whatever and mm -hmm. He sees Brandon just staring at them, and the chickens are freaking the fuck out. And I have chickens, and when they there is something wrong, let's say just like a mouse in their coop, or mm -hmm. um, so just there's like a 
there's a, a neighborhood cat that sometimes gets into our backyard and like walks around the coop they will start screaming yeah to like fend it off or just like sound the alarm to the other chickens they're loud and so that's they were all freaking out and basically screaming and so kyle thinks it's a wolf because they've been having a wolf problem and he goes out with his gun and sees brandon there just staring at them just yep and then they later discover the chickens all slaughtered like not eaten no just fucked up like it's real gruesome second thing i would turn him in for going to a fucking psychologist or you're going to juvie i mean if your kid ever kills an animal like that just for funsies that's yeah that that's like i think everyone knows that you know that's a serial killer exactly mm. uh that catches on fast yeah and tori poor tori she is i think such a good mother that she is going to and she even says this later defend her son at all costs yeah but kyle has been weirded out by him pretty much since the beginning of this movie when all this weird stuff started happening and so he says nope that was brandon he did it. i saw him standing there the night before and tori says it's just a fucking wolf kyle like lay off mm-hmm. and then it cuts to this is really when shit starts taking off because the next morning at school they're basically in a gym class and doing this i would never do this with kids because kids are assholes first of all but they're doing this like trust fall exercise where they put one kid in the middle and they have them all fall against the other kids and the other kids push them around. And the gym teacher's like trying to do like this lesson about trusting each other mm-hmm. and taking care of each other. And then, of course, they put Brandon in the middle, who is made fun of. Yeah. And they he goes towards Caitlin and Caitlin lets him fall because she's scared of him now. He yeah. was in her room and he she calls him a pervert for spying on her. And then the gym teacher basically says, you need to help him up because he's fallen and when she she does, he not only grips her hand so tightly that it breaks, but he grips and then he, like, twists it. Oh, my it. God. He breaks the fuck out of her hand. It's It was rough. Yeah. And then, of course, Caitlin's mother, Erica, comes and... Oh, my love. She's right. He's yeah, a fucking psycho. They're all... And, of course, Erica's pissed that, like, this kid is a danger. You need to get him out of this school. And the principal basically says, we're going to suspend him for two days and he's going to have to see the counselor. And the counselor's like... Um, the counselor is his aunt. Exactly. So, like... I wouldn't be okay with that either. Yeah, no. that's his fucking family. Because and there was an earlier scene where he actually turned 12 and there was a diner. And if you've seen the trailer, especially the Red Band trailer, it's all about this waitress getting fucked up, which we'll get to in a minute. But you see the waitress in the previous scene is Erica. Yeah. And she serves him his, like, Sunday for his birthday mm-hmm. or whatever. And his aunt and uncle give him a gun and... His dad freaks out. His dad freaks out about it and says no. But that's really all that scene has to do with significance. That's, like, the first instance of him... Fighting back. Fighting back, exactly. Um, but, so, Erica, we've seen her already. And, you know, Chris and I were like, oh, she's the waitress. Yep. She's about to get it. You see her so early in it. And you've yeah. seen the trailer. So, you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. So, mm-hmm. he's going after this little girl, basically. And he's fighting for anything that's between them. Yes. At 12. Yes. Jesus Christ. And so, of course... Erica is pissed and says, do you even know who his real parents are? And is going after the parents, too, because she's right. Mm-hmm. Like, he's scary. And do you even know why? Like, exactly. you don't know anything about him. And so you can kind of, the whole town knows that this kid just, like, got was adopted. I'm sure they don't know he just crashed to earth. But, you know, right. like, so they, so they all are starting to see that something is off. And so now he has to report to his Aunt Mary Lee, Mary Lee 
for counseling afterwards and he's suspended for two days would not be enough in my opinion Absolutely either not. if if somebody literally if a kid broke my daughter's hand i'd be like uh can you suspend him for like at least a week two Absolutely. days really get him out of the general public he's clearly got anger issues mm-hmm. send him to a real like psychiatrist not just his aunt who does school counseling come yeah. on so shit's picking up again and tori that night finds him levitating over the trap door that he was trying to get into previously a few nights ago and it has that spaceship that he crashed to earth they hid it under this trap door they kept it and he is now repeating the phrase after he figures it out figures out what it is in this weird language it is take the world Mm -hmm. so you're like oh fuck right there's no chance this kid's going to be good because no. he's just being told by whatever this is. And it they probably sent one of each of him to like a bunch of different planets to yeah. take them all over. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. That's, I hate that. Or maybe just Earth. But I'm like, if they did that on purpose, maybe they just sent a bunch of little pods out with little babies that are going to grow up and take over that planet. Jesus. Yeah. You should write these. <laughs> <laughs> they mostly be based on my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Basically, he gets into it because he's got superhuman strength. And Tori goes down with him. And when he gets down there, he actually gets cut by this spaceship. And this is the first time you've ever seen him injured. And she's ever seen him injured Mm -hmm. at all. One of the things Kyle is so freaked out about, and I don't know if he says this before this or after this, because I couldn't take notes. There were too many people in the theater. But he says he's never bled. He's mm-hmm. never gotten a bruise. He's never had a concussion. He's never broken a bone. Like, there's something wrong with him. And this is so this is the first time you see him right. actually bleed. And he's like, it cut me. Yeah, he's, he's shocked. freaked out. So basically, this is this literally is Superman if he were evil, because mm-hmm. that's his kryptonite. Yeah. And then Tori tells him how they came to adopt him that it wasn't through an agency and it was he basically crashed to earth and so brandon is pissed about being lied to and he goes in to the house and just starts like breaking shit and losing his mind and then he basically leaves and you find out he's also got laser eyes yeah because he gets so mad and he decides that he's gonna go to caitlin's house And so he go- he brings her flowers, and he's basically, I wouldn't say, like, apologizing. He's just like, here's some flowers. I like you. And she says, my mom told me not to talk to you. And he's like, oh, I'm going to take care of that. Yeah. That poor oh, my girl, God. Man. Yeah. So then we get the the diner scene. So this trailer has been in theaters. It's been in theaters for, for probably about six months now. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen the trailer, I'm shocked because it's been everywhere. Yeah. But this this murder scene, most of it is in the trailer, and almost all of it is in the Red Band trailer. So even if you don't see the movie, you could see watch this if you really wanted to, but it's pretty brutal. Which some people would be like, bet, I'm going to go watch. <laughs> Caitlin's mother is a waitress at the diner, and she is closing the diner up by herself. And he has made now this, like, mask and cape situation that covers his entire face that kind of looks like a red ski mask with, mm-hmm. like, a red cape. And... The blanket that they found him in looks pretty close to this material, so it may be the same thing. But Mm -hmm. he goes into the diner, and he murders her would be, like, the merciful way to say it. Yeah. So, basically, he scares her first. Lights flickering. You see this little symbol that he's been writing in his notebook, and it's basically a backwards B and a forward B. 
with mm-hmm. like a line in the middle. It's just like his signature basically. And he puts it in all the windows and it's like frosted over. So you see all these in the window. And then she's looking up at this fluorescent light and it shatters while she's looking up at it. Ugh. And she gets a shard of glass, probably the size of my pinky, through her eyeball. And you see the whole thing. Once again, if you love Because she gore, pulls it out. Watch it, this movie. It is not a movie that is just going to cut away and no. do implied gore. No. This, it zooms in on her eye. And you see it when her eye moves around. The glass moves around. It's very realistic. Um, but it's, like, so realistic that it's, like, I literally. It's really hard to I watched Everybody in the it, audience was, like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Yeah, God. yeah. I mean, and this was not one of those movies where it was so, like, loud that it was annoying. But there were some people that were, like, oh, shit. I think Connor yeah. even said something loud yeah. at one point because he was we're like, both like <laughs> <laughs> and so people were like, oh god, oh my god, mm-hmm. you know, and it was really brutal. And she gets the glass out, and her eye just starts spurting blood. And I gotta say, then you see kind of her point of view, and so one side of her vision is completely red because it's implying that she is seeing through blood. But I don't even think, as someone that we work in. In eyeballs. Yeah. That's the part of healthcare that we're in. And I don't even think that you could get a piece of glass like that in your eye without it taking out your retina and be, I don't think she'd be able to see it all. I think it would just slice through her retinas Mm -hmm. and her vision would be lost. So eyeball aside, that's awful, but she still realizes she's being hunted. So she can't even like sit and dwell on that pain. She's got to just move the fuck on. So she goes into a freezer i'm assuming it's like a deep freeze and she locks it and then he uses his laser eyeballs to cut through it and fly the door off the hinges and then you just see him leap at her and then it cuts cuts the scene so she did i mean you can assume so yeah we Um, don't know until the end what happens honestly just kill me if i wouldn't have even probably pulled the glass out of my eyeball i'm like nope i just would rather die yeah I agree. Eyeballs and teeth. And they had both of these things in this movie. <laughs> Luckily, no teeth getting, like, knocked out, but just the fork scene. Just like. So the next day, I suppose, or maybe a day or two after, Brandon is in his aunt's counseling, her office. So she basically asked, do you have any remorse for what you did? And he said, no. He basically says sometimes bad things happen to people if they deserve it. Yeah. And so she's like, I love you and you're my nephew, but I can't not tell the sheriff you're that you're not like a psychopath. That you're not making any progress. Yeah. And so he says it's really not good for you to tell the sheriff. If it gets to that to me, I'd be like, I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. I'm not doing it anymore. And so that night he says, You shouldn't tell the sheriff and you shouldn't tell my parents. Mm-hmm. That night he goes to her house and he's like you can't tell the sheriff. And she's like, Brandon, I have to do my job. And he's like, it's not good for you. It's really, really not good for you. And she's like, you need to leave. She even threatens to call the police if she, if he doesn't leave to get them to take him home. Yeah. And so then she's got this. So first of all, no one in this movie ever turns on a fucking TV. 
Like, I know you're in the farm and everything, but you all have iPhones. You all, all like, it's not like she's this is the 60s. in the dark, basically, yeah, at night. There's, she's like, got, one lamp on. Yeah, she's got, like, this sunken in living room or sunroom or something. And her backyard patio light security system yeah. keeps coming on and been says, like, motion backyard or yeah, something. Yeah, so she's got a security system. Yeah, and she just keeps seeing it come on, but she doesn't turn on the fucking light. Which baffles me because I won't even walk around in my house with it all dark like that. Right? Nope. And my house is pretty small, so there's not, like, a lot of dead space, but nope. And if it's a large mm-hmm. house that you have basically in the dark, turn yeah. on a fucking TV for some sound. Or make something. you feel like someone's there. Yeah. Because her husband, Noah, has been out drinking with, or playing pool and two with Brandon's dad. Yeah. Kyle so he's out so she's home alone when mm-hmm. this is all happening and she even goes outside at one point to investigate what's going on in her backyard if my sensors kept going off I'd be like nope nope stay inside with doors locked because if there's somebody out there they're probably not here to do anything good for me exactly because even like let's say Brad comes home late he usually tells me hey I'm on my way home so I would know like you know if that's him then Marilee decides to go to bed even after all of this motion in her backyard and going out there not seeing anything and she texts Noah and she's like hey going to sleep good night I love you or whatever and so then you see her lay down in bed and you know Brandon's like around because you see him yeah. like outside the window but before he can really do anything Noah gets home now Noah left the bar and Kyle was like, let me drive you home. Let me drive you home. He's like, no, no, no. It's only a couple miles. So he's been drinking and he decides to drive anyways. It's not like he's hammered, but he probably shouldn't be driving. And he gets home and he goes to brush his teeth and stuff. And you see Brandon in the reflection of the fucking mirror. And it's really creepy. And then he finds Brandon fucking hiding in his closet. His reaction is true, though. That's how he'd be like, oh, my fucking God. What the fuck are you doing here? Get the fuck out. Yeah. And he gets so mad. And he's like, oh, what? I'm going to tell your fucking parents. Like, and he's raging and dragging this kid outside and to the truck. And he said, I'm going to take you home. And I'm going to tell your parents. And then Brandon's like... It's not good for you. Do not tell my parents. Do not tell my parents. It's really not good for you. And he puts him in the truck and then he... Okay, this is the most brutal gore scene in my opinion in this whole movie. Because... There's and so there's some brutal ones coming up, but this one was the worst one this to me. Yeah. And so, of course, Brandon's not going to stay in the car. No. And then Noah... This is the truest horror movie reaction to being in this situation that I have ever seen in any horror movie, in in my opinion. Noah is played by Matt Jones, who has a very distinctive voice, if you don't know who that is. But he's really good in this scene. The acting is really good because he basically is driving and his truck cuts out and he sees Brandon flying in front of his truck. And the lights are going on and off and he's like... No, 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 no. Not happening. This This isn't happening. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. (laughs) And then he's trying to get his car to start and he's like, come on, not right now. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. And he's just like in straight up like, nope, which is exactly what I'm like all the time. Exactly. something (laughs) scary is happening. And of course, Brandon fucks this shit up. So he picks his truck up from the back and completely stands it up on its nose and then he lifts it up and drops it straight down mm, on the headlights God. at okay so my only thought about what i didn't like with this scene is at that point even if i didn't have my seatbelt on i'd be like seatbelt putting on seatbelt because we're gonna go flying out the windshield if we don't i don't know if he didn't have it I'd on about it but mm, i think that would be the first thing i thought of like if i'm hanging there nothing's keeping me there unless i put my seatbelt on i think on. i would just be thinking oh my god 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 yeah maybe but he doesn't put a seatbelt on so when he gets dropped the steering wheel 
goes into his mouth and breaks his bottom jaw off from the rest of his head. So, like, it's being held on by skin, but... The bone is definitely broken off. It went all the way, basically, through the back of his head. And the worst part of this scene... So, when the car is on the ground... You see it. He's not quite dead yet. That's That was the worst part for me. I was like, well, at least he's dead. And that he fucking gurgles. And I'm scene like, was so fucking long because he grabs his bottom jaw and, like, pushes it up. He's trying to, like, hold on to it. He's, and it, it had to have been at least, like, two solid minutes of this, like, slushy, gurgly, bloody, nasty. Where and it was just watching him bleed out. My stomach was really churning. And Brandon's just, like, staring at him. Yeah. Like, in this like creepy. And he, like, sticks his finger in and grabs some of his blood. And then he makes his little mark on the pavement with Noah's, his uncle's yeah. blood. And it was just awful. Yeah. But a great awful. Yes. Now, also to note, the sheriff of the town at Erica's murder scene, they did not find Erica's body. She's just missing. They He did see the symbol, uh, Brandon's initials, mm-hmm. and his little signature in the glass. And now he's made it again. So the sheriff quickly puts yeah. these together as this is a killer's signature. Now... Tori and Kyle find out about Noah's death and they tell Brandon and he's like, oh. Yeah, he has okay. n- like no reaction. And Tori's like, you can cry. And he's like, I feel like you want me to cry. But and he because he came home really late the night before and he had a shirt off and he wouldn't let them see his shirt because it had blood on it. Yeah. So immediately after all of this, after him coming home late, they knew ex- he was lying about where he was right off the bat because they talked about it. They're like, oh, he's fucking lying mm-hmm. and taking off his shirt and not letting his mom wash it. When she asked, Kyle's like, he killed Noah. I'm I'm positive yeah. that he killed Noah. And, and he gets there fast, which is good. Yeah. Kyle's done. Mm-hmm. He is super done. And he basically has this confrontation in the kitchen the next morning and accuses Brandon of lying. And then Brandon just throws him against the, mm-hmm. the wall on the opposite side of the room. Which I feel like glass would have probably gone into him. Yeah. But that didn't happen. Yeah. He just got thrown. And then Brandon goes up to shower. And while he's in the shower, Kyle goes into his room and finds the bloody shirt. And he's like, again, convinced. Mm-hmm. But then Brandon walks in on him. He's like, what are you doing? And he shoves the shirt into his pants waistband. And he's like, I just wanted to apologize. And then, of course, Kyle is like, he's scary. He's developing powers. He's going to hurt and kill more people. And Tori is still being his mother. Like, you are not going to talk about our son like he's a fucking murderer, basically. So their relationship is really strained. Yeah. Because that's her baby. And he's like, nope, that's fucking mutant. Like, (laughs) right. No. And then Kyle even goes a step further, and it's really sad because he's looking at these, like, Father's Day cards and birthday cards and stuff that Brandon has done for him through his entire life. Because, again, up until he basically turned 12, he was the perfect son for them. He was great. And he's crying and going through all these, like, homemade cards and photos. And then he tells Tori that night, I'm going to take him out for the weekend and show him that his dad still loves him. And that's all he tells yeah he takes brandon on this hunting trip and brandon it's kind of sad because he's like getting into it he's like oh there are deer tracks i think there's more than one deer track and he bends down to look at the tracks and then kyle 
shoots him in the back of the head, and he just gets up like he threw a pebble at him. I was like, I mean, you knew what he was doing. You knew yeah. why he took him out there, but it's like, as he's holding up the gun, you're like, please yeah. don't. He's going to kill the fuck out of you. And during this scene, it's also cutting back to Tori at the house, and Tori actually finds these gruesome drawings of Erica's death, of Noah's death. And the sheriff pops up saying, yes. I think your son is doing some shit. Yeah, and she's like, you need to leave. And then she finds all these drawings, so Tori figures it out while Kyle yeah. is trying to kill him. And of course, since Brandon is unharmed, he's hurt and betrayed by his father, and so he uses his fucking laser eyes he for he first of all he shoots the his laser beam eyes the lasers into his dad's eyes yeah until it goes all the way through to the back of his skull yeah and tori calls kyle basically somebody picks up but she doesn't hear anybody say hello and she says you're right you're right he's killing people da 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 and then he's like all right mom i'm home Mm-hmm. And then she says, where's dad? And Brandon's like, he's gone. And she's like, what do you mean gone? He's like, you know what I mean. He's gone. So then Brandon starts fucking up the house oh, and coming yeah. after his mother. Like, he's flying from one side of the house all the way through to the other while breaking down the walls as he's going through. Since he's basically indestructible, he's just, exactly like, going through it like he's a fucking bullet, you know. And she, Tori is able to call the cops, which doesn't fucking help but she does call the cops and the cops show up and he kills them pretty quickly yeah that was really more gurgling sounds by the female cop too and his mother they're now they're kind of playing this game if there's a lot of cat and mouse in this Mm -hmm. and so they're playing cat and mouse a little bit and she is hiding from him and eventually escapes out a window and she goes to the barn where the spaceship is because she thinks it cut him it cut him that's what's going to kill him and she grabs a shard of it and to use as a knife hoping it will kill brandon since it's the only thing that seems to be able to penetrate his skin and when she goes to find this kryptonite if you will yeah she looks over as she's pulling the shard from the ship and she sees erica's body and, like, all of her insides are missing. Yeah. She's, like, pinned up against the wall like yeah. you would a dissect a frog. Yeah. And her insides are just totally yeah. gone. You see, like, from her chest to basically her legs is completely hollow, pretty much. And so she's, of course, horrified. And then they find each other with this little whistle game. And Tori basically is like, I still love you. Because she's said over and over, you'll always be my baby boy. And so she hugs him. And tells him that she knows that there's good in him. And he says he wants to do good, but he just can't. Yeah. And so she hugs him and starts crying. And Tori tries to stab him, but he's faster and smarter and supernatural. And he grabs her arm and then lifts her up. This is terrifying because you have... I such vertigo with this. Did you? Dude. You have such a long... So he flies her up above the clouds... Like, yeah. uh, plane level. So, yeah. what is that? Like, 40,000 feet? Uh, 20,000 feet? It just depends on where you are. But, I mean, that is such a long time to know that you're going to yeah. die. And such a long way to fall to your death. It, it That's that's really fucked. Like, you, yeah, you'll die instantly when you hit the ground. But it's yeah. getting to the ground. Because he holds her there for a while. Like, and just looks at her. And, of course, she goes to 
touches face and is like, you're still my baby boy. And he just fucking drops her. And she falls for a while. Yeah. And like I said, the vertigo of watching her fall. Oh my God. I was like, I can't. Yeah. It was rough. And then you see a plane flying towards him and you know that he's gonna, Mm -hmm. he's gonna fuck everyone on that plane. And he crashes the plane into the farm on purpose, killing everyone on board. So then it cuts to the next day and there's a news report about the plane crash and that he was the lone survivor on the farm. And then there was this, I think it was supposed to be a mid credit scene, but there are, there is a scene right after the end of the movie of all of these weird things happening all around the world, especially starting in Brightburn, Kansas, Mm -hmm. where he is buildings coming down, people getting killed, mass murders, like just all of these instances. And there's like a, conspiracy theorists like Mm -hmm. on youtube or what is supposed to be youtube saying we need to wake up because something is fucking our shit up and he shows all of these images of this kid in this mask from walking dead yeah yeah (laughs) i knew he looked familiar (laughs) and so he they he's nicknamed brightburn by the media after the city he's from and this conspiracy blogger's name is the big t (laughs) And he reports him as a half-man, half-sea creature sinking ships in the South China Sea, a figure in red, and a supernatural woman choking people with rope and compelling them to tell the truth, linking them with Brightburn and saying that these superpowered beings are out on Earth. So it ends with Earth basically in this apocalyptic state being taken over by these beings. Yeah. And it was really good. I really liked this movie. It was a really good movie. I saw a lot of good reviews on it. And then I saw, like, Roger Ebert gave it, like, a one out of four. I think, like, for the horror genre, I've always thought, you know, what if Superman or really any of these supernatural superheroes were evil? But especially Superman, because what's so scary about him is he's untouchable. Exactly. Invincible. Has, he can fly superhuman strength. He's got laser beam fucking eyes. Like what what do we do as human beings if something like that wants to take us out exactly we don't do anything we can't do anything Mm -hmm. we can't nuke it we can't shoot it we can't burn it like there's literally nothing we can do unless we get this obscure random piece of a spaceship that it came down on and that we can't really turn that into a weapon because there's a finite amount of that that we can actually get our hands on exactly so we'd be fucked and Mm -hmm. that's the scariest part of this movie like, yes, the kid being creepy and stuff is scary, but if something like that ever, it kind of goes back to the alien things, which I feel like we've talked a lot about aliens, mm-hmm. but it kind of goes back to that. Like, if they are so much more advanced than we are, we can't do anything, and then if we nuke everything, we just kill ourselves, too. So I thought this was genuinely scary, and it was also gory, and it had a good cast, and I thought the story was pretty good, because I think a lot of people have all, like would love to see that different side of like superman if you will so i thought it was good i think james gunn did a good job i think the directors did a good job and i think the actors did a good job yeah absolutely i mean there were a few little holes here and there but like it was really entertaining and i didn't really have too much to complain about right after the movie i wasn't like let down or anything i think this is probably i mean between all our hype episodes we've done like bird box la llorona extremely wicked Pet sim- I mean, we saw the new Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of so far a little disappointing with horror. Not completely, but... Minus Us. Yeah, Us was amazing, and this was not as good as Us. 
but it was good. And Prodigy. Prodigy was real good. And the Prodigy was good, yeah. So there have been a couple of good ones, and this one's up there with the good ones. Mm-hmm. And it's almost 50-50 on good and bad so far this year. I know, right? So we'll see what happens. There's a lot coming out this summer, so we'll see what that holds. But I thought this was a pretty good start to the summer horror movies. I think so, too. It movies. was really good. Yeah. I don't think I'd give it a flat-out five, but, like, a four, four and a half, definitely. Yeah, it's I'd really say good. probably about four out of five for me, mm-hmm. too. I enjoyed it. Before we sign off for Brightburn, this has been a long time coming. We're going to unbox I Get Loot Fright. Yes. It's supposed to be every other month, and I was supposed to get this box in April, but there was, like, a huge issue with shipping. Loot Crate is so big, and they have so many subcategories. They've got, like, anime, Marvel, Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings. Like, they've just got so many subgenres. I think that Loot Fright's one of their smaller ones. Yeah. And something happened, and I didn't actually get it until like May 24th and it's the 27th and I was supposed to get it in mid-April but Loot Crate did give me a credit for the loot shop or the vault and so they gave it to me preemptively too I didn't even have to email them they just sent me an email they're like this is going to be really behind it's not going to ship out till May we're really sorry here's some money go spend it in the shop and I was like that's cool because now we've had issues with both Creeper Crate and Loot Fright but we did find out Creeper Crate's owner has been having some health issues so she actually closed down shop for now she will reopen but she's going through some stuff and then loot fright is i think like i said just one of their smaller ones but we both got our creeper kate and our loot frights finally so we get it to do an unboxing not sponsored unfortunately for now you want to go first i think you're uh your creeper crate you can do that first since you waited so long for the first one i'll go first just because mine's small so uh i'm sure it'll be fast yeah Okay. Okay, there's like a bag and it's got like a canvas bag, yeah. but not really canvas. And it's got all kinds of things on there like Shining and It, Nosferatu, Misery. Jack oh, Torrance okay. is up. It looks so pristine, this, I think. This was called The Writer's Box and it's got yeah, it's got all kinds of characters from Stephen King. That's what it is. Got it. Okay. got some Salem's Lot coasters. There's a few of them in there, so I don't think it's all... It's that just one is, King coasters. Yeah, so, so that the one's The top like one that. is Salem's Lot, but there's probably others in there. A sticker of Christine of the car. She's cute. <laughs> She's cute. I have a pin. Is Zelda dead yet? And it's got... That's spooky as Zelda shit. Zelda on it. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty Pet creepy Cemetery, from Pet Cemetery. Yeah. A keychain, um, sadly, I don't know what this is from. California license plate number CQB241. That might be Christine. Maybe. And that's it. So this Loot Fright, technically April's, but I got it in May, is the Midnight Snack Box. I don't think there are actually snacks in here, unfortunately. But I think that's just, like, the theme. So So both of these that I've gotten have had t-shirts in them. Okay. Which I think it's only, like... $39 $39 for two boxes. It's really not that bad. So this one has... Oh, gross. Yeah. Um, it's a shirt from the movie The Fly, so it's pretty uh. It's pretty gruesome. Nasty. It's got him standing there, and he's, like, vomiting stuff up. Oh, yeah, that's cute. <laughs> that's cute. And it's got this really... It's a phone stand, but it's, like, they're It's fangs. vampire teeth. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Not like a pop socket, like, when you actually, like set your phone yeah. into that's and so fucking cool yeah there it's uh like silver 
Yeah, silver teeth. That's so cool. Vampires are awesome. And then there's a little Mordillo pin. I've gotten a pin in each one too, which is cool. And then I've also gotten one of these every time. This is a Baby Yaga. I don't. I'm not familiar with this, so don't uh, don't come for me. But <laughs> it's basically like um, this one is like an ornament kind of, but also a bookmark. Like I got a like a bookmark in the last one, so that's cute. It's really heavy too, so it's nice. That's cool. And then I hate this, but <laughs> so this is actually a paper bag and it says this vomit bag and the price of one admission will enable you to see the devil made me spew it. Scary oh. devil girl to inner demons. And it's got this basically movie poster on this paper bag that is like a vomit bag. That's gross. And then this is probably my favorite thing. It's actually a recipe box. It's a the Twilight Zone recipe box and it includes 50 blank recipe cards and a set of dividers, which is cool because I've been getting really back into baking mm -hmm. and I can keep stuff on my phone, but I'm one of those people like I really like just writing things down yeah. as opposed to keeping them in my phone. That way if I get a new phone or lose it or it gets wiped or something, they're written here. And yeah. the recipe box is a really cool thing. So I think this is my favorite thing from the box. So I have not been disappointed with Loot Fright. I've only gotten two boxes. Other than the shipping issue with this one, I have not been disappointed at all in Loot Fright. And I would recommend it if you are looking for a horror subscription box. There are more that we may look into. It's just... They're smaller boxes, like more local or like yeah, small businessy. Yeah, I'll keep trying to find something because unfortunately I'm done with Creeper Crate. Yeah. Like even if I wasn't done, she's now done for a while yeah. at least. So that was my last box, but I'll yeah. probably look into something else. Yeah, and I'll probably continue to get Loot Fright. And if you can't find anything, you should get one too because it's really cool. <laughs> so thank you for joining us for this hype episode. Really recommend going and see Brightburn, even though we just spoiled all of the movie for you if you haven't seen it. It's still something visually you should see, even if you know the plot. Absolutely. Um, and it's not, yes, this is a spoiler review, but also if you've seen the trailer, you pretty much know how this goes. Mm -hmm. He's bad Superman. That's, that's exactly. so you're, you're still going to get a lot out of it. I feel like if you go see it, uh, but we are working on another haunted happy hour coming up. So if you have any stories or anybody, you know, or anything like that, even if they're famous stories and you are interested in us talking about them, we want your haunted dolls, haunted artifacts, like anything in that realm, email us at the exorcisters at gmail.com, or you can, uh, DM us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Facebook and Instagram are the Exorcisters Podcast. And on Twitter, it is just at the Exorcisters. You can also find us on our website at exorcisters.com. And until next time, stay creepy.